the impact of the digital health revolution will be profound on an individual and societal level. Digital health technologies will give us unique insights into the health of a person from their first genomic tests as an embryo to their last ever physiological measures. What we do with that new knowledge of the human state could transform humanity. Although we are well and truly on that path, it seems sensible that prior to setting on this trajectory, we critically analyse the principles of law and society and of social ordering that will permit digital health to fundamentally challenge and change humanity. Welcome to the Voice of Law podcast, Digital Health Law Series, Season 3. I'm your host, Bianca Rose Phillips, Global Digital Health Law and Innovation Theorist. Thank you for joining me. So I want to quickly recap on what I mentioned in the last podcast episode. I mentioned a notion of there being at least four principles required to move us towards a digital health future. This comes from a published article with Dr. Bernard Robertson Dunn and I for Medical Journal of Australia Insight. Now for today's episode. Today we are talking about reasoning techniques, the principles that certain professionals will utilise to make decisions in the field of digital health. So where do we derive an understanding of the type of reasoning techniques that certain professionals will utilise in digital health, whether it be a marketer, PR person, communications expert, a lawyer? How do we articulate those guiding principles and values that they will utilise? We can go back to the textbooks. What were they taught when they learnt to become the marketing expert, the lawyer, and so forth? And are they still utilising those approaches in practice? Today I want to talk about what we teach law students about thinking like a lawyer. We teach them at least six principles. The first is what we would call non-assumptive thinking. It's when we teach future lawyers to resist the temptation to jump to conclusions or to make assumptions. The next is facts over emotions. The ability to detach your personal opinions, your understanding of what is right and wrong from facts that are looked at objectively in a given scenario. The next is a tolerance for ambiguity. This is being able to tolerate the fact that there is often ambiguity. There is oftentimes no clear answer and that the answer could really depend on how you frame the question and a range of other circumstances. The next is the ability to make connections between facts, documents and laws. The next is that of verbal mapping and ordering, the ability 
to structure your thoughts and opinions and express them verbally in a way that may actually sound like a written communication. And the next is the ability to play the devil's advocate, the ability to hold different positions and the intellectual flexibility to place a convincing argument on one side and then to place a convincing argument on the other. We also teach students about inductive and deductive reasoning as well as analogical reasoning, which is the ability to draw analogies between circumstances. Have a think about that. What types of reasoning techniques were you taught? And do you still apply those techniques in practice? Join me for season three of the Voice of Law podcast as we discuss the matrix of the digital health revolution.